Welcome back to the It's Always Something podcast. Uh, my name is MK, and I'm joined here with Donia, Iman, Tati, and today we have a very special again, a very special guest again. Um, we have Mr. Corp joining us today, and I'll let Mr. Corp introduce himself. Hi, I'm uh, Mr. Corp. I'm uh, uh, I don't know how many years I've been in Oceana, like four years now. And uh, humanities teacher and film analysis teacher, and I uh, also am the advisor for the Oceana Student Political Club called Stay Woke. And mock trial too. I, I advise mock trial. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you for being here, Mr. Corp. This is our second interview with a educator because we think it's us as students, we've talked to each other about our experiences, like being in school in a pandemic. And so we really wanted to see the other side for teachers and other educators to see how they have had to transition and some of their struggles and some of their triumphs and everything. So we just wanted to hear your side of the last year, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess we should probably go back to March. 2020 scary time um but I remember for us they said that we were originally going to have a month off of school like so like two weeks interim and then spring break what was kind of your thoughts going on as like being the teacher side well of course it it was a complete shock I mean uh, I didn't know it was going to come to this uh and uh, neither did any of my uh, co-teachers. Um, so we, we made a plan that would actually get us through. It, we were so naive, right? We, were, we Because they, they said, okay, this will be for about a month. And so we came up with this plan and we thought we were just, we thought we were so brilliant. We came up with this plan that was exactly a month. And it was, uh, it was the book we were going to read anyway. We just kind of divided everything up. Uh, you know, with like reading logs and all this stuff. And we calculate, it's like, oh my goodness, it's exactly a month. We are golden. We'll be back in class in no time. And, uh, and we did this while the other teaching teams were out there just scrambling. We had our plan out there and, and we thought that was going to be it for our, our distance learning. And then sad trombone, uh, the, it got a lot worse. And so we were, we were out and, uh, and so that's when we realized, oh, we're going to actually have to learn how to actually teach like this, like, like not just deliver lessons, but actually like learn how to do the things we were taught to do, how to teach, how to do these things. And that's when we're like, oh, I guess just passing out a lesson is not going to work, is it? You know, so, so then, we, then, the, then the reality of how much work it is um, dawned on us. And because uh, luckily at Oceana, all your teachers, they have a bunch of uh, lessons and things like that that have been uh, craft, crafted and tried and true over the years. I mean, we improve them every year, but it's just like little mild updates. Well, most for the most part. But this meant that every single lesson we had in our, our Google Drive had to be completely re- There, There wasn't one you could just... You could just, you know, just uh, assign the way it was. Everything had to be redone. And there was so many blind spots as like, oh, wait, we, we can't assign it like this because then uh, because of equity issues, this person wouldn't be able to see it. This person wouldn't be able to see it. 
and uh, and we're still learning. So it's uh, and that that's going to be the the the. I, I mean, as much as I really want to be back with uh, with in front of actual human beings, uh, I really want to. And how much uh, um, less work it will be, I'll, I'll also be like, I know it's going to happen right when we get good at this. <laughs> So I know it's going to be the moment we go, oh, we got this. Come back in the classroom. Oh, all right. You know, and then we're going to have to like, like take away all of our design that made it for online learning and then redesign it for in-class learning again. And, and I don't know if we're going to also have to like kind of learn ourselves how to be classroom teachers again. I don't know. I don't know how that's going to work. We'll find out. Yeah. Was it a struggle with like, because I know obviously you're teaching in front of students and now it's all online and you have to figure out how to do Zoom and all these things with like the technology aspect of it really hard? At first, because we didn't know, um, it, it was a lot harder at first. Uh, what, what we do now, I think we have a good system now. All the teachers have coordinated with each other and, and we know a lot of the blind spots. So technology... It's in itself isn't hard. What's hard is uh, is, and I, I listened to your previous podcast with uh, Miss Ambrose, and she talked about the all the black boxes you know, and staring at the black boxes and stuff. But there's another problem um, uh, that, that's the biggest challenge. Do you guys, when you're through these these Zoom meetings, do you get just exhausted? Yeah, do all of you get exhausted. Well, there's actually a scientific reason for that. And uh, Ms. Hartig, she, uh, uh, do you guys remember Ms. Hartig? She, uh, she uh, uh, posted, I think it was from Stanford, a scientific article that was really interesting that finally explained it to me. Um, well, well, first let me explain one little thing that happens with Zoom. You know, I, you know, I play music, right? And uh, if, if all of us here were to all, say we were uh, like, the most well-rehearsed band there was, right? We, we just, we had our parts down, right? And all of us had our instruments and, uh, and we all picked them up right here to play a song we've played a million times, right? And we start playing, it would sound horrible, right? Not, and not just because of the bad speakers on your, on your, um, on your computer or whatever, it's because that everything is, uh, we're all out slightly out of sync from each other, right? We're, we don't know how it is. I, I you know, I, I, I don't know if Tati is a, a second behind me or uh, uh, Donia is, is a millisecond ahead of me. Uh, it's, it's no fault of our own, but we don't know where we are syncing, right? So, so that's a problem with music, but why this is exhausting for us as human beings, uh, and Miss Ambrose kind of touched on this a little bit, is because uh, when we see other humans, we try to make a connection with them, right? We always do. Like Miss Ambrose was talking about um, how you'd walk in a room and you could tell if a, a teacher's having a good day or a bad day just by kind of scanning it, right? Okay, but on a much more basic level, we're just trying to connect with each other. And so the second you guys make little micro expressions, or I do, right, we're trying to figure out what that means. And because of the delay, because of the delay and the fact that all the delays between our different screens are different, um, we 
ever get that information when we want to. And your brain is constantly trying to make these connections. So it's like you're, you have your phone's Wi-Fi on and you're driving down the, the, the uh, road on, on, on MK's bike, like on her bike adventure and, and going down the road and your, your phone's trying to connect to every Wi-Fi that you pass in, uh, in the house and your, your battery slowly drains on your, uh, on your phone because that, that's what happens in Zoom. We're constantly trying to make these connections with one another, but because of the delay, we can't read each other's connections. And so our brains just, uh, our battery just wears out. And, and that was, when I learned that, I was like, oh, that totally explains it now. Because because uh, even if I do see your awesome faces here and I don't have the black boxes, it's still well, it still might be a totally meaningful experience. We might be able to hang out and talk and learn things from each other and share. Uh, we won't have that same level of connection, human connection, and that makes us totally exhausted. Hmm. So we've been like teaching we've all been on this like internet zoom education for like over not over a year almost a year now had like you talked about it somewhat earlier but do you feel like you guys are somewhat getting the hang of it now like teaching online even though it still probably has its ups and downs yeah you know it's funny we, we uh you, know, you guys you know students are the best judge of of this, right? But there, what's funny is how, like there's blind spots in technology, but there's also, we have a huge blind spots with, with students now that we don't see. Cause there's sometimes where we, yeah, we think we're doing really well, like you're saying. And, and matter of fact, we, we get excited about certain like platforms and, and certain online things with, you know, whatever, Nearpod, Ed, uh, uh, there's, there's a couple at, at video things anyway so we get excited about it we think we're doing wonderful and then we uh we've been putting out a lot more uh surveys lately just to kind of see and almost every time and i get it uh the students are like oh that was horrible that was that was boring that was this or that and we're like oh man we really thought we gauged it and i think that part of it's that connection we're talking about is, is where uh, if you guys were in a room with me, I could tell if a lesson is a hit or a failure right away. But now I have no idea. And now I'm just judging. I'm judging how it feels from my end. And that's something I would never do in the classroom. I would never judge a lesson on how it, it makes me feel. I would always uh, guess on when I read you guys, but I can't do that anymore. So while we think we're doing great, and, and uh, certainly the design, the the design of these lessons, no matter what, is really hard. It takes a long time to do the simplest lesson. Like sometimes we uh, we do an I uh, the, like I think about a month ago, I was told by my team, hey, just design an icebreaker for I mean literally an icebreaker. Like at the beginning of your meeting, it took me three hours to get it to get it right because I'm doing it for all the other teachers. Right, it took three hours to get it all perfect with everything. So. Uh, so while we think we're getting better and it's certainly easier than it was, uh, it's, it's still super hard to do. And I fear that uh, because I can't get the read of my students, I don't think that, uh, that they're getting the best experience, if that makes um, sense. From my experience, I've noticed like it's harder to 
learn from Zoom meetings, even if you could explain it? Has it been um, hard for students like in your class to pay attention or to email you or just to keep their grade up? Yeah, it's 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 really hard, uh, and, and because in a lot of it's because of the 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 how busy we are now because of the extra time. I used to have tons of time to just uh, 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 to to just take time to write emails to certain students or or just have. I used to have them come by my classroom, and I can't do that anymore. There's also a lot of stigma. Uh, you have to be really careful as a teacher. Uh, when kids aren't getting stuff, you could just casually come by their desk and whisper in their ear, hey, hey hang around after, after class and, and stick around. But I can't say that now, right? Because imagine being that student and, and, and I'm on a Zoom call and well, I could do it during a chat, I guess, but I, I can't like say, hey, Donia, uh, uh, Donia, please come by after class because I need to talk about this. I can't do that anymore because it would call you out in front of all your classmates, right? So, uh, so we really depend on students, to be honest. And honestly, I think the students are so stressed right now and so worried about this whole situation that they can't even like uh, they can't even assess their own situation well, other than they know that they're that they're totally stressed out. You know, I definitely feel that from like my perspective is like uh, the teacher will be like lecturing and I don't really want to like ask a question even though I really kind of like don't understand because like you said you can't just like when they have like a second be like hey can you like I have a question you can't do that anymore I really think that's probably like I think it really is hurting students and I know like a lot of people I've talked to they're not really kind of comfortable I guess or, or they're not used to, I should say, not used to like emailing, or they think that emailing is like even a step further. And it's just like, like that is like too much for them just to ask like a simple question. And so they, instead they just, you know, try to do the best that they can to go ahead. So I definitely feel that. And I think that's really, that's really real. One of the, um, one of the things I have really glommed onto and, 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 is uh, Jamboards, uh, not because Jamboards are, uh, if you guys are familiar with them, uh, uh, not because they're a great uh, bit of technology, they're pretty simplistic and, and, and things, but why I like them is they're anonymous, right? Jam, unless I just happen to be clicking on the thing at the time. So, so why I like Jamboards and with this whole thing is I can, I can ask her those questions and I get, uh, I get way more questions and quality questions from an anonymous Jamboard than I do from typing it in the chat in Zoom that has their name attached to it. Um, and, and the thing is, is the, the kids that really need to ask the questions do it more on when it's anonymous. And, uh, and so the problem is with all this tech stuff is there's all this accountability and they're like, like right now, look at look at our faces on Zoom. Our names are right under it, and it's it's right there. Um, but really, I think to make kids, there needs to be some weird balance where we we also can make kids feel anonymous in this and not feel called out. And and uh, we need to take away some accountability, I think, in order to get a little more out of out of uh, you guys and ourselves, really. 
um, uh, yeah, it's been a big success when we do do that, you know, when we anonymize things. Also, I have another question, and I think this kind of depends on like teachers, but teachers, but I have some teachers who they kind of assume that now since we've been doing, you know, online school that we should be used to it and that, you know, now they don't really accept late work and they just like, and the only reason why they don't do late work is, or like you can have late work is like an excuse, like, I don't know, illness or hospital or whatever. And then I have some teachers who are kind of more understanding and are just like, yeah, turn it in when you can, preferably at this time, but whenever you can. Do you feel like that's a, a disadvantage for some students with the no late work policy as of right now? Yeah, that would be a huge disadvantage, especially right now. I've changed everything. Everything, you can turn in anything you want now with me. I mean, it, it, I, I just want to, you know, I've had to, I, I was, I was pretty, I had a pretty lenient policy on returning late work before, but now I don't even have a policy. It's just like, you know, if you want to turn it in, awesome, <laughs> go for it. Whenever you want to turn it in, it's great. And so, because uh, right now there's this whole, like, we can't try to recreate the classroom experience. We can't, you just, you need to get over that. Everyone needs to get over that. The other thing people need to get over is this whole myth of learning loss, right? And uh, uh, and uh, Iman actually, uh, uh, Miss Shoutle gave me some advice the other day uh, about uh, learning loss. She says, she says learning loss is is misunderstood, and 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 it, and what she said was, it's not that you guys after a certain amount of time forget this stuff, right? It just becomes disorganized in your head. Right, you still have the stuff. It's not going anywhere, uh, and it's uh, and so it's disorganized. So when we uh, when we get back, like at the end of a summer or something like that, all it's not that we have to rebuild that knowledge from scratch. You guys still know that stuff. It's just about reorganizing it and making it so it makes sense, so the plot lines uh, add up. The other uh, thing with this whole learning loss thing. I'm sorry, I'm going on this learning loss tangent because I hear it a lot. Um, um, with this stuff. Um, but the other thing is, have you ever seen those millions of stories, the wonderful stories about like a kid from uh, Uganda or from, uh, from Laos or something like that, who, who didn't have any formal schooling their whole life, then they get an opportunity like when they're 17 and they go to Australia or whatever. And then now they're, now they're a PhD candidate. Right, we've seen st stories like that. Where was that kid's learning loss? It, it's a myth, right? You know. So anyway, what I'm trying to say about the learning loss thing is, you guys are resilient. You guys will. You just need. You just. You just need to live your lives. And I think if we have stringent late policies about work and things like that, that's just going to hurt you guys. Right. Let's just. You guys need to figure out how it figures out how it works out for you guys on your end. Uh, but I don't think we should be concerned. Students, parents, or teachers or administrators should be worried about learning loss. Let's just get through this in one piece and uh, and come out the other end and just and just remember how to live life and be kind to one another. And I think uh, I, I think we'll all do much better.
Uh, have you personally ever lost any motivation through teaching through Zoom? Because as a student, I know I lost some motivation sometimes, especially when I have my camera off and I just don't know like how to like how to get my motivation back. Wow. Yeah. And that's the thing, like, because there's so many personal things. I mean, there's a lot of tragedies going on all around us. And and uh, and my students are not. Um, yeah, yeah, they're a part of that. And yeah, it's sad, but they. Um, but in terms of motivation, I, I honestly, if if school's not motivating you right now, I think you just got to be happy with that and just try to get through it the best you can and do the best you can because we're. Uh, I it seems might seem strange coming from a teacher, but but I just don't think I, I think you guys will be fine if you if we just took this year off with no school, I think you guys would have been fine, all right? I think you guys would have been fine. As a matter of fact, I bet you guys would come would have come out better I, because you guys wouldn't have had the stress from school. You would have had the time to deal with the emotions of all this crazy stuff going on around you. You'd have been time to deal with the, the changing dynamics within your family because of COVID. Uh, you'd have had the time to deal with that. You would have been a much more well-rounded per, uh, person. Uh, I, I think you had done much better without school this year. And, uh, yeah, and I know. That's if, not, what's yeah, that, Iman? Sorry. I know if I was like in college or something, I would take like a year off because I'm not going to do school like while I'm at home because it's not a learning environment. It never was. So... Why do school when it's not like, it's not a place where you can like learn and shit? I mean, so. I think there certain, I think there are certain people that, uh, I, I think school should be like a, right now, just uh, show up when you want to, or when you feel up to it, right? And uh, because, yeah, I, I just, uh, this is the weirdest time. I mean, I'm a lot older than you guys. Uh, uh, and, and this is the weirdest time in my life. And I, I have a lot of like world experience to like uh, help. It doesn't really help that much, but, but I have some, right? Uh, but you guys have far fewer experiences to draw upon. And I think you'd be doing much better uh, if you had the time and space to actually deal with your human needs. And, and 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 deal with all the changing dynamics about you. Uh, school will always be there when this is over, you know, for you guys to come back to. So, you yeah. How do you feel with, I think you said a little bit before the meeting, but how do you feel about this narrative that the media is kind of portraying with teachers? Because I know I heard about what they would say on the TV. And then I talked to, we talked to Ms. Ambrose last week and I kind of could see like her side. So how do you like feel about what they're saying? Well, I mean, I know exactly. Are you talking about the drive to get us back to work? Is that what you're talking about? Well, like I hear like on the TV, they, they said, you know, teachers don't want to go back to work or they're stalling or, you know, and it's just. Heck yeah, I'm what? stalling. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. I mean, I don't have the vaccine in my arm yet. And, and the thing is, uh, and the other thing is, even if I did, I don't want you guys there giving it to each other. Right. Uh, th there's all kinds of long term effects from this that aren't understood. 
I mean, I mean, my sister, when she's in the other room over here, when this first started, uh, she was feeling sick and, and, and she went and she got a, uh, uh, they got some tests done. And while she was driving uh, home, they said, get to the hospital right now, you're dying. And, and uh, she had full kidney failure, totally healthy person, full kidney failure, right? And, and so these weird things happen, right? And I don't want any of you guys to be exposed to this. So that's the reason I'm delaying. I'm delaying till everybody, I want to delay it till everybody has the vaccine, not just me, not just, not just my, and I'll, in my family, my mom has one one dose of the vaccine. Thank goodness. Um, yeah, so I want that delayed. But the other reason is, and uh, I'm sure those that know me uh, uh, here uh, know my critiques of capitalism, and and uh, what's driving this whole thing is is uh, is uh, is seriously just childcare to get uh, front uh, frontline workers back to work. That's all it is, so they can make money for the uh, for the capitalist superstructure, and that's the only reason this is happening. And uh, and it maddens me the fact that uh, everyone on this call right now is affected by that, and uh, everyone on this call is that you know, and, and they're just trying to get us back to work so they can make extra money. And keep in mind, these are these are people that are already making tons of money off the pandemic, right? They're already profiting off that. And uh, what it is, is the, cap uh, the capitalist structure is so weak in terms of uh, social, uh, uh, social safety nets that they can not cover this, really. Uh, and so what they need to do is pay everybody to just be off and stay home, right, until this thing blow over. Instead, they keep having these false reopenings. People go in, the, the, the infection rate goes way up. Anyway, they're just trying to—they're uh, just trying to bolster their failing capitalist economy, and 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 we in this in this Zoom call here are the pawns in that, right? They want you, and, and here's how you know they're uh, here's how you know they're lying. They're suddenly they're suddenly quite passionate about the inequity in education between people of color and uh, uh, students of color. They suddenly care about that, right? You know, everyone in this call right now knows that that is that is not right. That that is not their true meaning. They do not care about that sort of thing. We've been asking for it for decades. We've been asking for funding. We've been asking uh, to make every school a, a fight racism in every way they can, uh, and fight inequities. And they don't care, right? And, and they don't care. But this push is purely uh, to uh, to bolster the capitalist economy, slap a Band-Aid on it, and whose expense? All the frontline workers, right? I'm lucky enough where I can teach from home, but the uh, but those people that make make the food at uh, at wherever, at the my, my local taqueria, stuff like that, they're out there, they're exposed, they're in cramped kitchens, they're making this happen. Uh, they're the, they're the frontline workers and the, what they're trying to do is they're, uh, they don't really care about the frontline workers. They're just trying to make it easier for the employers. And that's all they're trying to do. And, and we're, uh, sorry, I went on a long capital anti-capitalist ramp there, but that is seriously what's fueling this whole thing. So, yeah. I think that's good information. Sorry, go, going on. No, I was just saying, I actually missed those kinds of rants. <laughs> I've never had one of those rants since like my freshman year like when we I was in class with you so oh wow yeah that was back when I was a student teacher 
Yeah. yeah. I, that's cool. That, that says something about Oceana that as a, uh, as a uh, student teacher, I was allowed to go on one of those political rants. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So let me think. Oh, I have a question. Yeah. I have a question. Um, so I'm like one of those students who communicates really late and like, I always like F it up at like last minute and like they stress about things. assignments or things. Yeah, or? assignments, especially senior X. Like, do you have those kinds of students too? Or am I like the only one in the school who is? Oh, like, no, no. You, you, okay. you're, 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 you're the most common type of student. Yeah, now. Yeah, you know, yeah. You know, so, so you have plenty of friends in that book, and I, I get it. It's like, it. This is so overwhelming. That's what I was saying. You need to have time to uh, experience life around you, and and think of school later because you guys are so overwhelmed. You're trying to at your age. You're having to deal with such existential issues that I never had to deal with. I mean. Uh, of, of course, Mary and I had to worry about the uh, possible nuclear annihilation of the world um, when the you know you know when the Cold War was happening. But we didn't have this worldwide plague, right? And and, and we didn't have this. And so I, you know, while would I love for people like Iman, students like Iman, to like like this notify me the second they think an assignment's going to be late? Of course I would. Do I think that's reasonable to expect that now? Absolutely not. <laughs> So, so teachers just need to kind of get over themselves and just kind of, uh, and, and, and uh, well, the control, especially if they were a, a teacher that really enjoyed the control over the situation, that's the hardest part in, in, uh, to get over. And this year, we just have to seriously get over these control issues and just say, get it to us when, you, when it gets to us, you know, and and, uh, and whatever stresses you guys out the least, because because here's the here's the cool thing too, it's like have you guys ever heard of universal design for living? Like with, uh, um, well, basically it's this whole theory uh, with uh, like design of buildings and stuff like this. If you make it accessible to everyone, like people in wheelchairs and all this stuff, uh, you've probably heard this, Iman. And from the shuttle, if you do that, uh, then it's just easier for everyone. Like, like if you make a design, that uh, a house design or a building design that's easier for everybody to access, it's even people that are fully able-bodied actually enjoy the building more. It's easier to walk around, right? So it's a win-win. But the same thing happened, I've noticed, I've noticed this too, when, when like my little, like these little control problems go off in my head, oh, I need them to get this on time. But if I kind of relax, and I and I, I I say let's just work on the students being uh, relaxed here. Then all of a sudden I realize I'm relaxed, right? If I get like uh, uh, tell Iman, you know, listen, you're going through a lot. Just get it to me whenever you get it to me. All of a sudden I'm relaxed. So why wouldn't I do that, right? You're relaxed. I'm relaxed. Isn't that how we want to be, right? Yeah, let's shit to grade. What's that? I said less stuff to grade. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, it's you still have to grade it all eventually, but like, but I don't want a, a student, all of a sudden it comes out in your work too. If, if you're all stressed out about it, I think if I were to say, hey, get it to me when you're comfortable, what I'm going to get is going to be better stuff because mm -hmm. you're relaxed, right? Mm 
So uh, that's one of the things. So I think the uh, the letting the control go is a thing a lot of teachers have a problem with. And I've seen it even at Oceana. It's going on. And I catch myself doing it, too, occasionally, just like because my knee jerk reaction is, oh, you, you know, like or or. Oh, that kid's just messing with me or something like that, right? But but if I just let it go and just say, yeah, whatever, the kid gets it to me eventually and for the most part, and we're all relaxed. So we're more relaxed than we could be. <laughs> Donia, did you have a question? Yeah, as a teacher, how do you help those students that are like having trouble with going to class or have trouble at home? Well, my Wednesday mornings, normally, uh, you know, while we have time uh, allotted for senior acts, what I've done, so, so you guys that are not from our school, we have on Wednesday mornings, there's a time that I'm supposed to talk to my seniors uh, that I'm the uh, mentor for. But what I realized really quick was uh, I can't do that. because So I meet with my seniors all, all other times. Of, of day like in the afternoon and things like that because what I do is those seen those students that I need to reach out to I have regular one-on-one -on -one meetings with them every week even if there's nothing to talk about right even if we if, you know I have one kid one kid last week he, we had nothing to talk about there's nothing to do so I, I I made him go find a joke to tell me and uh and so you know he went and found a joke but anyway so I have uh if you look at my we're to look at my Wednesday schedule in the morning. It's all, it's a whole cluster of 15 minute meetings. And it's all the, it's, it's about, I think it's, it's 14 kids that I, that I, you know, some kids are every other week, but I see them all. And sometimes we just talk. Sometimes we don't even mention school uh, because what you need to do is have, you need to create, you know, like we've always said, you need to create a connection before any learning will happen. And I wouldn't expect anyone. I mean, I have some, I have a freshman class this year, so they've never met me. Right. So they've never been in, uh, they, they've never been like Iman and been in my class when I give a political rant, they don't know what that looks like. So, uh, so I have to have these meetings with them where we, we aren't really concentrating on school. They just come in 15 minutes and we just talk. And, and some, sometimes they'll try to bring up school and I'll tell them, I'll tell them to stop. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. We'll get to that. That's what class is for. We'll, we'll talk about that later. Yeah. You know, and, and I find out stuff about them. And so I'm not saying that's great or perfect, but man, it makes, it makes me relaxed. It makes me, uh, kick, you know, and it makes me know that the, uh, the kids a lot better and, 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 this, I mean, at least from what I'm telling, it seems like they're having a good time. Uh, they're kind of thrown. The parents are thrown when I do that because you hear him in the background. Shouldn't you be talking about, you know, this assignment or this? And I'm like, Mom, no, <laughs> no, we're, we're just hanging out. <laughs> right. But it's the parents. A lot of times they're trying to go, you need to get this kid into shape. I'm like, no, no, no. We just need to hang out and, and learn who we are uh, and things like that. Yeah. I think we had the opportunity to do that, right? We made sure that we met every week for the past year. Like we just, we made a commitment and we've stuck to that. And it's been super important, not just for me, but for everybody else, you know, because it's so hard. It's been oh, so yeah. And that connection is so, so lovely when you get it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, this like meetings, like Wednesdays, like sometimes I would skip school for like two weeks, but I would never skip out on these meetings. 
And I felt bad for my teachers, but at the same time, like, I don't want to do boring classwork because that takes up too much of my, like, brain energy. And I don't have that much to begin with. So, yeah. And, like, these meetings are, like, a fun way to, like, rant and or, like, about, like, current events and stuff. And, like, yeah, you get to do that in class, too, like, humanities and stuff. But it's not the same because, like, your classmates are, like, different. And like, there's new students too, and like, new teachers. And like, and sometimes you're not comfortable like with the people around you. Like, there might be people like you have beef with, or like, people who, like you and like you and your friends like just don't like talking to, like in front of, or like something like that. Like, just have problems with people in general, or like you're like an introvert. And like you just don't like talking to new people, but like yeah, that's you, the hard part. You know? Yeah, and I feel like some teachers don't understand that, and like it, they're like, "Why don't you turn your cameras on?" I'm like, "I don't like people looking at my face." People, yeah, we're we're trying all these experiments. Like with group work is really hard with that sort of stuff, right? Because we don't know, like, like we're we're. I'll be Oh, you're on mute. I muted myself. That was weird. Um, yeah, people have been trying to do that for years. Um, and um, so I'm, I want to kind of turn the tables a little bit here. Like, Iman, like, what what would be the best way for you, just for you, which is going to be different than everybody else here. So this isn't going to be like a recipe that I should follow express, expressly, but like for like a bigger assignment, like an assessment at the end of a unit or whatever, what that kind of level work, what would be the best way to present that to Iman in a way where uh, you would maybe have more chance of, of doing it? Honestly, like we had an assessment in humanities and like she let us like work with our part, like people, either we work alone or like with somebody, but like I didn't get the whole concept cause I wasn't paying attention. So me and my friend, um, we were working on it together on the same document when we we were really supposed to work on it like we just we were supposed to like get info from each other and like talk about it and like do our own thing but like what it, it would have been better if we could have worked on the same document and like done it together like we did so I like had to like change my phrases and stuff and like I had to do it all on my own doc document like over again and it was kind of like disappointing but like still like working with people like you know and like trust or something or like if you want to work alone you can just work alone that's but, the thing uh, that, if, that we've discovered that actually i didn't mention earlier that we really discovered the more choice we give you guys the better uh the the, the better the outcome and, and it's it's with, with things just like you're saying like can i work with a friend or this or that but also even like with topics like if we have like we if we have a big menu of things you could choose from and it's like a choose your own academic adventure sort of thing and and you, you go through uh and you've made all the choices uh and including who you work with and including the type of assessment you're you're going to end up doing things work out much better and and uh and and that's my experience so hopefully yeah that would work out well for you too but one thing I like really got upset about like going into the school year 
was like that we were actually going to continue doing senior X and like they made it sound like oh it's so much more easier like this time and I'm like no it's not (laughs) no it's not it's not easy at all like other people might find it easy but like people like me with no like working environment and like like people have like hella people in their house like I'm pretty sure MK and Demia like have a lot of people in their house too it's just like not a good working environment because people are like screaming and yelling and like you have like little snippets of time each day to like do stuff and like senior x is just too hard to do this year like honestly I would have been fine like skipping out on this year and doing my senior year next year like if we did that like took a year whole year off the school and stayed in like quarantine I wouldn't have mind minded that I know other people feel differently but like if I had an option to do that, I would have taken it and like skipped out on this year and just did my senior year next year. Like, that's why I just wanted to be in college so bad. One of the things that you touched on there is something that that, uh, doesn't get talked about a lot. It's the value of communal misery. And let let me explain what I'm talking about. It's like, of course, of course, we all like to hang around together when we're having a good time. Right. But, uh, but, if we're all enduring the same thing, let's let, let's talk about senior X, and you're in your you're in your senior humanities class or your your senior um, uh, AP, you're you're sitting shoulder to shoulder with people going through the same crap you are, right? And you're having the same deadlines. It's not the same as being all these little boxes. It's it, it's you're there. Uh, and also speech is less formalized when you're in, when you're in a room together. So like you could get little tidbits of advice from each other or, or not advice or just how they're doing stuff. But anyway, but there's this bonding that happens over misery. That's actually pretty good. Right. Uh, 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 The bonding that happens over you guys are all doing this hard assignment and things like that. While it sounds like, and while you're all murmuring under your breath to each other, you're actually getting a lot more done than you are in this online situation. Right. Because you can all feed off each other's uh, uh, misery and you feel probably a lot more alone right now when you're doing it. It feels like you're doing research in a vacuum. You're not doing it as part of a collective group of people trying to research it. Right. While you are an collective group, it, it doesn't feel like that, I bet. Right. It, it feels like you're all like alone in your room doing this thing for some unclear reason. Right. Anyway, that's one of the other values about being in person. You guys could commiserate and and make good from that. Yeah. Donia, did you have a question? Oh, sorry. Yeah. Um, I just was going to say I agree. Like as a I will person that just started college I wish I took a year break because I feel like online is the most stressful thing ever they just keep giving you assignments and never like give you a break I feel like even yeah you know yeah yeah it's just an endless barrage of this stuff and there's another selfish reason why I think that you guys should have had a, a year or two off is uh you know, there, there, there's always these times of renaissance that happen in, in humanity ar- ar- around the world uh, when after big calamities and plagues and things like that. But because we're forcing you guys all to work and, and do all this stuff and we're having to work during this time, I, I fear that it won't happen. But if I fear, but if you guys had two years off, 
or a year off or a year and a half, whatever, to do that, I bet you we would hear so many cool new new tracks of music. We would we would see so much cool art. We would hear all these ideas. We would hear plenty of stories. You ever look at like uh, back in the Renaissance and you see all all these amazing works of art? They're all done by people your age, and you're like, "How the hell does that happen?" Right? It happens because you take time off to do this stuff, right? And, and and actually be with yourself. So I think we're missing out on an opportunity too of having uh, with all these deadlines and things like that, uh, uh, where we could be experiencing a Renaissance and you and, and your generation leading it. Uh, an artistic, uh, a scientific, everything renaissance, if we were just to leave you guys alone with your own thoughts to actually come up with this brilliance, yeah. Okay, um, so we're supposed to wrap this up, but I have one more question, but like for Dunia, because I've been really curious, I just keep forgetting to ask, like school and work, especially like at your grocery, at grocery outlet and like dealing with shitty people all the time, like, is it harder because of that, too? Yeah, it is harder. But at the same time, it's the only way I can talk to people in person. So it kind of helps in some way. And also, it keeps you have, like, some sane thing in your life when you go to work while you're in school. But it is more pressure because you have to keep changing your schedule to fit the school schedule. That makes sense, yeah. That's why I, I, I've been teaching on campus because uh, I get to see three teachers every day walk by my room. <laughs> Did you say three or free? Three. Oh. Uh, uh, I, well, no, maybe more. I get to see uh, Miss Peters occasionally. I see Miss Sotomayor every day. I, I see Miss uh, uh, Miss uh, Bland every day, and occasionally Miss David. So, so maybe four, yeah. But just so I can have those experiences, I, I get where you're coming from, Donia. I miss going to school. I've I've never thought I would like actually say I miss going to Oceana School Campus because I used to like hate like going on campus in the morning because of. Br I'm not, I don't want to name names, but Bruce really annoyed me. Like, well, he's not, he's not there any longer, so you don't have to worry. Literally, I was so excited too, because I was like, yes, Bruce is leaving. I don't have to see his face. And now I missed out on that opportunity because of quarantine. I forgot all about that. And I was like, Bruce is leaving. Yes. Dang it. Alrighty. We got to wrap up the podcast, y'all. I want to thank everyone for sharing their experiences. I want to thank Mr. Court for taking the time to speak with us, speaking facts about capitalism and everything. So thank you so much. And thank you all for listening. And we'll see you guys next episode. So bye. Peace.